Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Still awaiting word from President Joe Biden, who is expected, as I had mentioned, to deliver remarks at the United Nations. The networks have been gracious, as they had said. They had a big thing up. 1035, President Biden expected to speak, and they had the time, and now they're they're saying soon. <laughs> so, which is gracious. You know, nobody's being snarky or what have you. <clears throat> it's just, you know, he was late for the Queen's funeral. And now apparently we don't know why or what's what's being put off. But in any event, we'll bring we'll bring that news to you. If there's news coming out of there, we, of course, will bring it to you immediately. You know, since we had talked about uh, the planes, the airplanes of, of migrants, uh being sort of distributed, if you will. I mean, that that's really what's happening is that instead of congregating at border states, they're being flown from, for example, the Texas border or flown from Florida and then flown to places like, you know, Martha's Vineyard. There was a report then, and as you know, flown to New York City, for example. There was a report yesterday that a plane was on the way to Rehoboth Beach or Delaware. And then we learned that, did I, did I go to that story? I did, right? It went to Tennessee. But still, Delaware authorities and volunteer groups, they were ready. They said, well, we are prepared. And um, let's talk about the fallout a little bit. We're, what sound do you want to go to first, Matt DeSantis? Um, do we want to talk about, actually, you know what? Let's go to Joe Biden first. So he was asked yesterday, um, this was him leaving a press conference on uh, campaign finance reform at the White House. Uh, he was asked why the border is more overwhelmed under his watch. And this was his response. <laughs> on the border, why is the border more overwhelmed under your watch, Mr. President? Because there are three countries that are never have, there are fewer there are fewer immigrants coming from Central America and from Mexico. This is a totally different circumstance. What's on my watch now is Venezuela, Cuba, and Nicaragua. And the ability to send them back to those states is not rational. You could send them back and have them wait. We're working with Mexico and other countries to see if we can stop the flow. But that's the difference. Thank you. So we know that you know the border patrol released the numbers as to how many how many uh, folks they've they've stopped and we know that more than 2 million people have crossed our border which is not secure and you know they're undocumented 
folks coming across. And this whole thing about Cuba or Venezuela, um, I know it has to do with you know, uh, Section 8 and there are all these different government stances that they're, they're throwing up. But ultimately, this is a this is a failure of this administration, and it's hitting us at a time of economic um, uncertainty. To be kind here, I mean, this on the day that the Fed is expected to raise rates again, we have record inflation. The average family feeling this. If you, especially if you have a family, if you have kids, and you're buying things like eggs and milk, the staples, everything has price wise has skyrocketed. And even though, yes, gas prices have gone down, I think in Philadelphia I paid, what did I pay yesterday? It was like three seventy three a gallon. So yes, the prices of gas have fallen, but the problem is inflation and the cost of things, of stuff, especially for families, is through the roof. So let's listen in. This is a sheriff in Texas now opening up a criminal investigation into two flights chartered by, yes, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who is a Republican, and dozens of, of migrants uh, from San Antonio were then flown to Martha's Vineyard. We so, are open. Go ahead, listen in. Opening up a case uh, with an investigation with regard to the suspected uh, activities involving the 48 migrants from Venezuela that, as we understand it at this point, the facts of the case at this point, are that on uh, Wednesday, September 14th, uh, here in Bear County in the city of San Antonio, uh, our understanding is that a Venezuelan migrant uh, was paid a, a, what we would call a bird dog fee to recruit approximately 50 migrants from the area around a migrant resource center on San Pedro uh, here in San Antonio. Uh, as we understand it, 48 migrants were uh, lured, I will use the word lured, uh, under false pretenses uh, into, into staying at a hotel for a couple of days. Uh, they were taken by airplane. At a certain point, they were shuttled to an airplane uh, where they were flown to Florida and then eventually flown to Martha's Vineyard, again, under false pretenses is the, the information that we have that they were promised work, they were promised the solution to several of their problems. They were taken to uh, Martha's Vineyard from what, from what we can gather uh, for nothing, for little more than a photo op, video op, and then they were unceremoniously stranded in Martha's Vineyard. Stranded. So now they're stranded. Isn't it interesting when it's a border town, you know, in Texas, or let's say even, you know, Arizona or wherever, uh, they're not stranded, I guess, in a border state. But now they're stranded in Martha's Vineyard. What's the difference, really? And and that is is what is striking me, you know, that, that the media and different officials and lawyers are trying to, you know, change the narrative. And that's what's happening here. The point I'm going to say... <laughs> The point I'm going to make here, they're ha- we're having the conversation. And so on one hand, I, I do not like ever people being used as, you know, pundit, as, as, as pundits, if you will, as pawns. But in fact, we do have, uh, you know what, I'll, I'll stop that point. Let's listen in. President Joe Biden addressing the United Nations in New York City. Floods and droughts, COVID-19. Inflation and a brutal, needless war. 
war chosen by one man, to be very blunt. Let us speak plainly. A permanent member of the United Nations Security Council invaded its neighbor, attempted to erase a sovereign state from the map. Russia has shamelessly violated the core tenets of the United Nations Charter. No more important than the clear prohibition against countries taking the territory of their neighbor by force. Again, just today, President Putin has made overt nuclear threats against Europe and a reckless disregard for the responsibilities of the non-proliferation regime. Now, Russia is calling, calling up more soldiers to join the fight, and the Kremlin is organizing a sham referenda to try to annex parts of Ukraine, an extremely <clears throat> significant violation of the UN Charter. This world should see these outrageous acts for what they are. Putin claims he had to act because Russia was threatened. But no one threatened Russia. And no one other than Russia sought conflict. In fact, we warned it was coming. And with many of you, we worked to try to avert it. Putin's own words make his true purpose unmistakable. Just before he invaded, Putin asserted, and I quote, Ukraine was created by Russia and never had, quote, real statehood. And now we see attacks on schools, railway stations, hospitals, one on centers of Ukrainian history and culture. In the past, even more horrifying evidence of Russia's atrocity and war crimes. Mass graves uncovered in Izium. Bodies, according to those who um, excavated those bodies, showing signs of torture. This war is about extinguishing Ukraine's right to exist as a state, plain and simple, and Ukraine's right to exist as a people. Whoever you are, Wherever you live, whatever you believe, that should not, that should make your blood run cold. That's why 141 nations in the General Assembly came together and to unequivocally condemn Russia's war against Ukraine. The United States has marshaled massive levels of security assistance and humanitarian aid and direct economic support for Ukraine. More than $25 billion to date. Our allies and partners around the world have stepped up as well. And today, more than 40 countries represented in here have contributed billions of their own money and equipment to help Ukraine defend itself. The United States is also working closely with our allies and partners to impose costs on Russia to deter attacks against NATO territory to hold Russia accountable for the atrocities and war crimes. Because if nations can pursue their imperial ambitions without consequences, then we put at risk everything this very institution stands for, everything. Every victory won on the battlefield belongs to the courageous Ukrainian soldiers. But this past year, the world was tested as well. And we did not hesitate 
We chose liberty. We chose sovereignty. We chose, we chose principles to which every party to the United Nations Charter is beholding. We stood with Ukraine. Like you, the United States wants this war to end on just terms, on terms we all signed up for, that you cannot seize a nation's territory by force, that the only country standing in the way of that is Russia. So we, each of us in this body, who determined to uphold the principles and beliefs we pledge to defend as members of the United Nations, must be clear, firm, and unwavering in our resolve. Ukraine has the same rights that belong to every sovereign nation. We will stand in solidarity with Ukraine. We will stand in solidarity against Russia's aggression, period. Now, it's no secret that in the contest between democracy and autocracy, the United States and I as president champion a vision for our world that's grounded in the values of democracy. The United States is determined to defend and strengthen democracy at home and around the world because I believe democracy remains humanity's greatest instrument to address the challenges of our time. We're working with the G7 and like-minded countries to prove democracies can deliver for their citizens, but also deliver for the rest of the world as well. But as we meet today, the UN, Charter, the UN Charter's very basis of a stable and just rule-based order is under attack by those who wish to tear it down or distort it for their own political advantage. And the United Nations Charter was not only signed by democracies of the world, it was negotiated among citizens, dozens of nations, with vastly different histories and ideologies, united in their commitment to work for peace. As President Truman said in 1945, the UN Charter, and I quote, is proof that nations like men can state their differences, can face them, and then can find common ground on which to stand, end of quote. That common ground was so straightforward, so basic, that today 193 of you, 193 member states have willingly embraced its principles. And standing up for those principles for the UN Charter is the job of every responsible member state. And so you're listening to President Joe Biden speaking live at the United Nations General Assembly, addressing the General Assembly this morning. I'm Dawn Stensland, Menti. This is The Dawn Show. You can find me on Twitter at Dawn Stensland. And President Joe Biden obviously offering a rebuke of Russia's unjust, so-called naked aggression in Ukraine. And this comes as Russian-controlled regions of eastern and southern Ukraine have announced plans to hold Kremlin-backed referendums in the days to come to become part of Russia as Russia's war on Ukraine nears the seven-month mark. Now, this as Moscow is losing ground in the invasion, and Russian President Vladimir Putin just today ordering a partial mobilization to call up some 300,000 reservists and accusing the West of engaging in what Putin calls nuclear blackmail. 
So we're following this for you and any other breaking news out of this. But of course, when the president of the United States of America speaks, we're going to bring you the latest on that. And this is a big day as the president joins um, the U.N. General Assembly this morning speaking live. Previously, they've done Zoom calls. So maybe this is and nobody's wearing a mask. So all of this as, you know, we think about the fact that to me, there are a lot of encouraging visual signs as I watch this because we're, we're not wearing masks. We're not talking about the pandemic. When I say we, I mean the U.N. and all of these members coming here. Um, later today, we expect the Fed to wrap up its two-day meeting that we've talking about. And we expect that the Fed chair, Jerome Powell, will hold a news conference and will announce the hike of a key short-term interest rate. Central bank expected to raise that rate by what is considered substantial, at least raising it three quarters of a point. Now, it could be a full point. But it looks everybody's projecting three quarters of a point, and this would be the the third time in a row. So another hike that large would, of course, boost its benchmark rate, affecting many consumer and business loans to a range of three percent to three and a quarter percent, and that's the highest level on that that we've seen in fourteen years. And this is all the goal here. They're trying to cool down this hot, hot inflation, and that brings me back. As I do a full circle, Jen Psaki here, but I'll, I'll return to the, the topic I was talking about before the president began his comments, his remarks to the United Nations live. And that is to think about what we're all dealing with in real time. Every time you go to the store, every time you are paying a, a, your electric bill or your gas bill, I mean, we're all feeling it. And in particular, you know, working people, family people. We're all feeling the effects of this economy and now headed into the winter when the power bill, the, you know, the power energy bills go up. And so then we also think about how we're going to afford, you know, millions of people um, coming into our country who need services, of course, because they're, they're coming into this country with maybe, maybe a backpack if, if that. And so that's, I think, part of what is exhausting and infuriating to so many Americans as we think about what's happening at the border. 2.15 million people coming illegally across the border, according to CBP. And so just a moment ago, you heard President Biden's comments yesterday as he was claiming that the you know the 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 record high illegal border crossings are due to the fact that people are quote fleeing communism but that's not really what the statistics and the numbers and the facts show us so 35% of migrants in august in the month of august last month left author- authoritarian or socialist governments of cuba Nicaragua or Venezuela. This is according to um, CBP. And he said that, so you heard what he said. I won't, you know, but the vast majority are not coming from communism or fleeing from communism. Okay. 
And so CBP saying that the 11 month, the 11 month tally, not even quite a year, but 11 month tally so far for fiscal 2022 year is more than 2.15 million. And so people come in, children have to go to school someplace. Um, they need services. They need a home. They need food. And it's not just a few people or a few thousand or even a few hundred thousand. I mean, this is the number of people larger than the city of Philadelphia. So take a major city. Who has that population? I'm just trying to think. 2.15. Is it like Brooklyn? So if ever you think of a a densely populated place, I'm trying to think of a city with 2.15 million, which we in Philadelphia, our actual city population is what, one and a half? But you think about more than 2 million people, men, women, and children from one city and then just traveling over and to another city with nothing and saying, we need, you know, we're here. Hi, we're here. It's the ultimate popover at a time when we as a country are suffering and businesses are recovering, families are recovering. And so then you put that all together and you can imagine why in the nation, this is not a popular policy. And then also the hypocrisy. When you think about what we've been through, oh my goodness. And we were told, no, that your children have to stay at home. And then even when you go back, you've got to wear a mask. And if, if you go back to work, you have to be vaccinated. And very quietly, was it New York this week, just yesterday, lifting those vaccination mandates? And all of the mandates, walking that back. We've just been through it. And we're sick and tired of the mandates. And now we're told, we're being told lies. And they are lies. And that's, and it hurts. And it hits, I think it hits you in your heart because it's not just about you. It's about your kids and your grandkids and everything you've worked for. See, it's, and, and this is, this gets to the, the emotional tug of your heart where you just feel like your heart is, you know, ripped out and it, it hurts. And that's what's happening in real time. All right, Matt, now I've lost my place because I'm going off on a rant. So take me through. We talked about the, you heard from the sheriff who's now opening an investigation against dissent. You know, all of this unfortunately gets political, but um, you do have the reporter from MSNBC saying that the migrants are very angry at, is, they're very angry at Governor Ron DeSantis. Is that it? No. All right, let's listen in. This is the latest from a, a Telemundo reporter, Christina Londano, MSNBC, is interviewing uh, the migrants and in particular those who were flown, thanks to Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida, to the lovely Martha's Vineyard. I will say they were fairly quickly flown to a military base out of there, out of Martha's Vineyard, when the folks in the wealthy folks in Martha's Vineyard said, NIMBY, not in my backyard. So listen in to what the reporter says. There's activists here, Jose, that are saying that these people were victims of human trafficking. They want an investigation from the Justice Department onto what Governor DeSantis is doing, what Governor Greg Abbott is doing, because they're saying that these people are being abused and used uh, to bring a border crisis deeper into the country. Now, I can tell you they are not angry at uh, Ron DeSantis. They are actually thanking him for having brought them to Martha's Vineyard where they were they were very well received but 
Whoops. <laughs> that slipped out on, uh, I don't know if she'll get, maybe she'll be retrained there at, get some get some retraining there at uh, MSNBC Telemundo. But yeah, she said they're actually grateful. So now listen in to um, Ron DeSantis, Governor Ron DeSantis, Republican from Florida. And he's talking about the status of the southern border as well. And he's talking about why. Why did he do this? What was his goal? Listen in. You know, they accuse the governors of Arizona, Texas and me of political stunts in terms of dealing with illegal immigration. But the biggest stunt was Biden coming into office and reversing Trump's policies, not because Trump's policies weren't working. He reversed them because he wanted to virtue signal to his base and he wanted to show that he thought Donald Trump was bad. And that's why he reversed it. And he reversed it knowing what would end up happening. Uh, And so he has done he has pulled the biggest political stunt. Look, I think people need to press the case on this in the midterms. We know the inflation, the economy, as you said, is going to be a big issue. Crime's going to be a huge issue. But this immigration and border, I think, is now a front burner issue. And I think this is one where Republicans have the advantage without question. So run on it. And then if we do get majorities in the Congress, Sean, they need to do something with that power to hold Biden accountable on this issue. Yes, 100 percent. And think of all the issues that a week ago, I I look at the news cycle, it kind of your head spins, but all of the issues that maybe Democrats wanted on the front burner, they're on the back burner. What's everybody talking about? Yes, the economy. And yes, now talking about migrants coming into this country. And we're also, I have to say, I love the interviews. I love the interviews because the first thing those interviewed say is, thank you. Thank you. I'm coming to America to work and for freedom. So on one hand, you know, you have a group of people, you know, who are coming by the millions. On the other hand, I, I do enjoy the interviews because the people coming over the border illegally, albeit some of them will get asylum because they're seeking asylum. Um, but they're coming here for the same reason that all of our, you know, un- unless you are an indigenous person, the vast majority of Americans, our ancestors came here. What? For freedom, for a better life. And so they are a reminder of our great country, of our great nation, that we are the best in the world. And, you know, the, they want to work. That's the, one of the first things they say. We want freedom. We want to work. Um. You know, Zioli talked about this yesterday, so I won't, I'm not going to play it because he talked about Charlemagne, that God, talked about DeSantis being a genius for exposing the hypocrisy of Democrats. And Charlemagne, obviously, Comedy Central, late show, bringing this to light, but kind of to some people's surprise because Charlemagne is not exactly your right wing conservative, you know, evangelical over here. So that was, that was kind of a surprise. But guess who is furious with Ron DeSantis? Former President Donald Trump is reportedly, this is media, media reporting this, Trump is apparently furious that DeSantis stole his idea to relocate the migrants. And Trump, why is he furious? Well, because you have to give proper attribution. So he's saying, you know, give him credit. So according to this is Rolling Stone. So I don't know, take it for a grain of salt. But apparently uh, Trump feels that DeSantis stole his thunder 
and stole his idea to ship illegal migrants into heavily uh, democratic or, you know, cities like like New York, for example, into those heavily democratic areas of the country. And that Trump was fuming, allegedly. We don't have confirmation from former President Trump, but I thought it was kind of a cute little story. All right. Oh, we have so much moving forward. Uh, That for sure today. You know, I want to remind you that the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app, it's everything you want in a digital casino and sportsbook. Join me uh, right now with the Bet Parks app. It's the only casino and sportsbook app that I've ever recommended or that I will recommend. You know, I love football season, college football, pro football. It's here. We got Sunday football coming up. Bet the birds every single week. Bet Penn State, Notre Dame, Georgia, all your favorite college teams. Live in-game betting. You can bet on the action as it's happening. Download it in the App Store, Google Play Store, or betparks.com. New users, you make your first bet risk-free up to 750 bucks, and then your risk-free bet is refunded in that site credit. And you can bet on more than the score. Bet on those individual player performances, like who scores, touchdowns, rushing yards, all that, much more. Those individual player performances, that's a lot of fun. I have fun with that one. The bet... The Bet Parks, PRX, Bet Parks Sportsbook and Casino app, odd slots, bets and games all come together right in your own pocket. You must be 21 in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Ford Motor Company says shortages of certain parts will result in a higher than planned number of unfinished vehicles in its inventory. This is unbelievable. Vehicles on wheels have been built but are still in need of some parts, the company said. Ford said it expected to have about 40,000 to maybe 45,000 such vehicles in inventory at the end of the third quarter, but those vehicles disproportionately include high-demand, high-margin models of popular trucks, as well as SUVs, according to Ford. So completing these vehicles will shift some revenue and earnings before interest and taxes to the fourth quarter. And so Ford is adding that based on recent negotiations, inflation-related supplier costs during the third quarter will run about $1 billion higher than originally expected. So Ford says 
It was affirming its expectation for full year 2022 adjusted earnings before interest and tax. Ford is trying to explain why they their expectations are not being met. That's ultimately that's the bottom line here. So Ford slated to release third quarter financial results October 26th. So on this news, you can imagine uh, shares of Ford slid a little bit to 4.9% to uh, $14.20 in after hours trading. All right. So here's the thing with this. uh, I don't think, you know, I think they're just saying that they have some delays and they're trying to explain why this is happening. But it is kind of unbelievable to imagine all of these, you know, brand new, beautiful vehicles. And I don't have word. Is it are they F-150s? Because when I'm coming to work in the 4 a.m. hour, that is who's on the road. So these are my people, you know, (laughs) no SUVs, F-150s, a lot of them on the road because why these are working people, a lot of men on the road that hour. And so I just picture all these beautiful vehicles, but they're, and what part are they missing? I don't know. I love stories like this just to look at it. And, and what I'm thinking too is, you know, with regard to the policies in place and what's happening, but inventory shortages. So I, you know, you just picture that. It's like a lot of like that when my kids were little and they'd lose a Lego, they'd lose like one piece to the Lego. And so then we'd have whatever it is, whether it's the, you know, the the truck or the construction vehicle or the tower. And then, well, we're missing that one vehicle. And so it would just stay on a shelf or on the dining room table. And you'd have like these unfinished and we were searching for that last Lego or two to then complete it. (sighs) That's a sin. It really is. It's a shame. Truly, it is. Can I talk about Piazza one more time? Because now we're talking about cars. I'm looking at cars more than ever. I love those Porsches. You know, they're gorgeous. But the Maseratis, because I think of a sports car, but a lot of the Maseratis are now SUVs. And Porsche, too. They make a beautiful SUV. It's a lot of fun to see all these high-end cars. And you've earned it. You've worked for it. Piazza Auto Group, they always make it so easy if you're in the market for a newer certified vehicle. And yeah, Piazza Premium Automobiles, they carry such brands such as Land Rover, Jaguar, Porsche, Mercedes-Benz, Alfa Romeo, as well as Maserati dealerships in Pennsylvania and Northern Delaware. David just turned 16. He's like, Mom, Mom, can you get, you could get me a Porsche? No, you're David, you're 16. I don't even have a Porsche. I'm going to get mine sunny first skies before for you this kiddo. Wednesday afternoon with temperatures climbing up to 86 so simmer down, degrees. Kiddo. Today will be perhaps the last day of 80 autos. degree weather in our 10-day forecast. Just go to Piazza, premiumautos.com. You're going to find a location near you. P-I-A-Z-Z-A, Piazza, premiumautos.com. Make sure you tell them Dolan sent you. And temperatures will only be reaching 77 degrees. But then sunshine returns for our Friday to wrap up the work week. But it is going to be a much cooler day with a high of only 68 degrees, and we expect the breezy conditions across the region. I'm NBC 10 First Alert meteorologist Marvin Gomez. Breaking news as New York Attorney General Letitia James has just filed a major fraud lawsuit. This is a civil lawsuit against former President Donald Trump, his business, as well as his three eldest children. 
So so thankfully, Baron Trump is is not I'm surprised they didn't just find a way to to name Baron Trump in the whole thing. Uh, but this is just nasty. This is New York Attorney General Letitia James office announcing that they're they're suing basically the Trump family and the Trump business. That's what this is. And James is seeking, she says, to permanently bar the Trumps from conducting business in New York. And she's pursuing $250 million in penalties. She claims Trump falsely inflated his net worth by billions of dollars to further enrich himself and cheat the system. That's the claim from the attorney general in New York. So the attorney general filing this and it's uh, happening is breaking news here. Uh, This is a relentless for sure. And, you know, you think of... uh, Former President Donald Trump was the first ever business person, a non-politician, had never been a politician, is certainly not somebody who is a career politician. And you wonder why. You, know, you wonder why business people don't get in, jump into this. And this, this is amazing to me. And, and then you think of the, the nastiness of this. So the midterms, what, 58, 50, uh, yeah. So she's Letitia James, the attorney general's holding a news conference. I'm summarizing for you what she's saying. But you think about how nasty this is and the midterms, if if Republicans, which is expected, will take over. Now it flips. And so now we're going to see you know, all of the, the Republicans going after the Biden administration, going after Hunter Biden and so on. And so it goes. And it's it's just ugly. It's partisan, and it should not be allowed. It it should not be allowed. Um, that you know, this is so political. It feels poli- we, we can we can just feel it, and we know it, right? That's 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 a sin. Well, no doubt. And here's the thing: I guess you have to be a billionaire if you're going to try to run, because you've got to have enough money to uh, hire the lawyers to fight back. And who wins in the end? The lawyers, as Yoli always says. <sighs> Where else was I going to go? Oh, this latest poll. I wanted to bring this to you because we've talked a lot about DeSantis and Trump. So there's a, a poll. And this is, I think, the first time that we've seen any poll where Ron DeSantis has pulled ahead of former President Donald Trump. It's a USA Today poll. And it doesn't surprise me, though, because it's now I have to pull this back up. There's so much happening and breaking. Um, it doesn't surprise me that it's Florida Republicans. OK, and we know Florida Republicans and Susie Cool. I'll have to reach out to Susie Cool and ask her if she agrees with this poll. Maybe you're torn. But Republicans in Florida, according to this latest USA Today poll, would prefer DeSantis over Trump for a 2024 White House ticket. And this is a reversal from, you know, similar polls. The findings are part of a USA Today Suffolk University poll saying Florida Republicans. So not all Republicans, Florida Republicans. Um, I don't I'm not surprised by that. I mean, people in Florida, I think, are grateful as they look at other states and cities. And you think of Pennsylvania, New Jersey, look at the lockdowns. And Floridians, for the most part, say, you know, Ron DeSantis, he did a pretty good job and we weren't shut down. And he followed the the actual science and the numbers and he wasn't afraid to fight back and push back 
when the experts uh, said something that was different than the those who were politically motivated. So he, DeSantis kind of he's kind of zeolish in in the is that is that now a, a new adjective zeolish in that I think he had a really good instinct early on, which is tough to do amid a pandemic and all the fear. And he he did. He had great instincts as to what was a fugazi. So maybe we have to learn learn from that. All right. I do have some I have some other great stories. There's so much to get to. And of course, we're on jury watch, jury verdict watch in what could be an historic verdict in the case of a former Philadelphia policeman who's fighting for his freedom. And he has been on trial. So that jury on the third day of deliberations, the Dawn Show comes right back. We are continuing certainly to follow the case of day three of jury deliberations in Philadelphia with a fired Philadelphia police officer whose case could set precedent and make history in the city of Philadelphia. The big story nationally that I've previewed for you is that moments ago, New York's attorney general, Letitia James, has filed this huge $250 million lawsuit, a civil lawsuit against former President Donald Trump. This is unprecedented. And she's claiming that he defrauded others for 20 years uh, claiming the Trump family enriched themselves through num- numerous acts of fraud, they claim misrepresenting their businesses to try to get lower interest rates. In other words, um, you know, either deflating the deflating those properties um, and trying to make them look smaller or less valuable than they were, that sort of thing. But this is this kind of lawsuit is tedious to fight in court. So in other words, you need to hire a lot of attorneys and go through the minutia of something like this. And she's claiming for decades that they committed repeated business fraud over and over and convincing banks to lend money to the Trump organization. So this is a winnable suit. But of course, the goal here is to drag down a business person. And in fact, to my knowledge, this is unprecedented to say that by state law, they're trying to bar any person in the Trump family from doing business in the city of New York, uh, in the state of New York. It, it's un, it's incredible to me. I've never heard of anything like this, but this is a, a new low for sure. Dom Giordano is here, and I hope, my friend, you are feeling better as you... Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Dawn. Well, um, you know, this is another George Soros fact. She's in the top three. We know who the star pupil is, and that's uh, what it, genius by George Soros. It is unprecedented, but I don't see anything criminal here yet, and that would be uh, very interesting. Robert Cahaley, Trafalgar Polling, Dawn, our favorite, here at 1 o'clock. Can't wait. The Dom Show's next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.